the year was 1999. Two young gamers who didn't know each other quite yet embarked on a quest. A quest to bring different characters across different franchises together and allow them to beat the shit out of each other. This game <laughs> was one of the best games on the N64 console, undisputed by anyone or anyone who matters. This game was Super Smash Brothers. And with that, welcome to a new episode of This Podcast is for Nerds. <laughs> that was great. I, I always like your intros. You have the best ones. I was literally thinking about that in the shower earlier. I was like, I got to spice <laughs> to this one because you and I are both very passionate about this system. Oh, and, gosh. Yeah. You know, it's this is still in the timeline of like having no Internet connectivity. So if you didn't go to someone's house, you were not playing games with them. Oh yeah, I was the I was definitely the the cool kid in the neighborhood because I had one of these. This was my first video game console. Um, we should say uh, this is uh, this podcast is for nerds. I don't know if we said that. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so this week we're going to be talking about our favorite N sixty four games. Are you drinking anything today, Zach? Um, right now, no, because I will be leaving after this to go on a drive with my wife and drinking and driving is for losers. Agreed. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I thought maybe you were going somewhere with that, like you were going to go somewhere to grab beer and then bring it back home. You know, I was uh, there. So Arbor Brewing Company, which we have mentioned oh, before. Dude, I, I was know. just, I was going to ask yeah. if you knew. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. I, I wanted to go out and help support them with that. I'm not sure if I'll do it tonight or on my way back home from work tomorrow. But yeah, yeah. that's so. Those not in the know, uh, Arbor Brewing Company, based in Ann Arbor, has just announced they're closing their Ann Arbor location in downtown. I have a lot of fond memories there. I don't know about you, Zach, or if you spend more spend more of your time at Corner. I spend more of my time at Corner, but I. You know, it's it's all the parent company, right? So it's still you know a part of it, even if you don't like party at both. Um, yeah, it's it's right at the heart of downtown. It's on the main. It's on. It's not on main. What is it? Liberty. It's on uh, main, and uh, I don't think it's Liberty. I think it's um, one down from Liberty. Because um, it's, it's on the same street as uh, uh, Blue Tractor, right? Oh, all right. That's not Ashley. That's Ashley. I don't know. It's it's down. It's a it's an important bar. It's been there for a long time. Helped launch a lot of new beers. Some of my favorite beers like Liquid Vinyl, which we have also talked about in the show. I think because I think yeah, no, we, we definitely. Oh, we didn't. Oh, that was in the <laughs> the long forgotten. Yeah, episode zero. <laughs> yeah, episode zero. Um, yeah, it's so it's it's sad news. I mean, thankfully we have. Um, We've got corner brewing. Um, I'm actually drinking. I my wife went there today, um, just so we could kind of support Arbor. Um, and I'm drinking their uh, Trail Light uh, Raspberry Ale. It's like a hundred calorie light raspberry ale. It's really good. I normally would make fun of you for that, except <laughs> for the fact that I have tried that one and it's pretty good. It's super solid for a light beer. I mean, oh, the yeah. raspberries, it's, it's right there. It's good. Um, they, so, do good they do a great job, too, of like adding that fruit flavor and that fruit aspect to it without, like, I don't know. I don't like shandies very much, and oh, I feel yeah. like they, they kind of murder beer. But this doesn't feel like that. <laughs> no, no, it's it's light enough in the uh, in the raspberry notes that it's not overpowering. Um, and I always forget to edit this in. I know we you talked about having us just edit it in every week, and I always forget to do it. So I'm just I'm just <laughs> going to ask you about. That. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to say we have we do have social media. Um, you can follow us on on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you search this podcast is for nerds, I think we're the first result on both. So um yeah follow us and uh we post stuff occasionally zach kind of runs that whole shebang um what is the nerdiest thing you did today zach Ooh, i'm just throwing in a a new segment that's uh, fine that's perfect the nerdiest (laughs) thing i did today actually happened four minutes before you called um i was (laughs) i was farming a boss for loot in borderlands 3 oh nice hell yeah (laughs) dope 
especially now that like my my friend and I, when we play this game, we learned that different levels of mayhem give you better drops, which allow you to kill better bosses. So we'd been playing on lower mayhem levels before because it's just a long story. And now we're just like, why were we doing this? Let's just go crazy. And there's a new DLC dropping in a month. So you have to get all the special weapons now before they're gone. And they're very powerful, and I want them. So the nerdiest thing I did today was farm a boss for <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. I, I think uh, even more so, even more so than that, the worst part is I have several of the weapons that he drops. I've been comparing them <laughs> for the best kit to make sure I have the proper output for my actual character. So yeah, that's probably the, yeah, that gets worse. That's yeah, that's pretty nerdy. I dig it. <laughs> How about you? Um, well, um, I'm a big fan of Rocket League, and uh, they have a new week of challenges um, for some new loot. So I'll probably be doing that tonight with some buddies. Um, but what is Rocket League actually? Whoa, really? Oh, this is, oh man, I'm so excited I get to talk about Rocket League. Um, <laughs> it's like one of my favorite video games. It is, um, so it's actually a sequel to a video game that was on the PS3, um, but it's out for Switch, Xbox, PS4, Steam. Um, but it's basically soccer, but with cars that have rockets. And you can fly the cars and kind of like bounce the soccer balls, and you're in this big stadium. Um, it is. I've not been playing this already, dude. It is so much fun. <laughs> you should you should get it, and we can play together because it's got crossplay. I'm down. Oh, sweet. Okay. Um, so I, I'm probably doing that tonight. And right before we hopped on this call, I was watching and waiting for uh, NASA and SpaceX to do their uh, their launch. Um, it's it was supposed to happen, I think, like 20 minutes ago, and they still haven't taken off yet. Um, so here's yeah. my question to you, actually. Yeah. Is it considered nerdy if it's a world-changing event that you want to view? Um, so I feel like that doesn't count as nerdy because a lot maybe. of people were wanting to watch that. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking right now just on the NASA Facebook page. Okay, never like, mind. That's the nerdiest thing you said. <laughs> well, Facebook or NASA? <laughs> NASA? NASA's Facebook page. Yeah. All of that together. Um, they they have like 250,000 people watching. So. Yeah, and I think that's like that's a huge world event. I mean, when SpaceX landed the rockets that they shot up, I wouldn't consider that a nerdy thing. That's like, holy crap, this is that what was, we're doing now. Dude, that was so insane. <laughs> I absolutely lost my marbles at that. That was so cool. Um, yeah, so I guess maybe that's not nerdy. So we'll go with the Rocket uh, League thing. Yeah, Rocket League for sure. So we're, <laughs> we're getting to the point of like Cowboy Bebop now. We're just landing our ships back on like planets and stuff. Like, Yeah. We won't that's be around so for that, but like... No, probably there's, not. There's going to be Gundams. Like, <laughs> I, I pray the there next, is. The next, like, I would say... Because at first I was like, oh, you know, we'll have Gundams in, like, after my lifetime, a couple hundred years. But now I'm just like, holy crap, now this is terrifying. We're going to have, like, <laughs> 20 years and we have Gundam warfare. Yeah, totally. Um, oh, man, did I tell you about the Gundam cafe I went to in Japan? What? Oh, dude. Okay, no. so I'll, I'll be really quick and then we can get started on N64. Um, so I went to Japan in 2016 um, and... So there's a there's a huge like uh, they call it the like the kind of like nerdy district of of Tokyo and uh, we went to this Gundam cafe and the whole cafe is themed around the Gundam manga anime series and um, so uh, it, this is a way to pimp out the YouTube if you go to YouTube I will splice in a clip from the bathrooms at the Gundam cafe because they're super <laughs> cool when you walk in there if you keep the lights off and you flush the toilet. They have the uh, the face of like a Gundam decal that lights up, and it is like four feet by four feet. It's super impressive. That's um, yeah, I want really sick. I never wanted to flush a toilet so badly in another country in my life. Right? Yeah, it was super cool, and like all their coffees and stuff. They do the like the cocoa is in the shape of like a Gundam face. It's, it was really cool. Um, but I'll throw that in the uh, the YouTube video. So watch us on YouTube if you want. Yes, watch us on YouTube. Okay, let's uh, let's get started. Let's um, let's talk about the N sixty four. You are um, gonna you're gonna lead with this one because this is two. We can cover two sides of this story. You were the cool kid who had it, and I was the kid who showed up at people's houses to play it. 
Okay. All right. So yeah, this, so I, I had played other consoles prior to this. I had a friend that had an N60 or a SNES. Um, my babysitter had a NES. Um, but you know, there's that video of the kid freaking out when he gets the Nintendo 64 on Christmas. That, <laughs> that was me, um, in the, in the winter of, I think, uh, 1997, it must've been, um, or maybe it was 96. I can't remember. It must've been, it must've been 97. How old was young Calvin? In 96? Um, in 96, I would have been th- three so it's it definitely was it you know it must have been later i'm just looking at the year it was released gotcha so i I think i must have gotten it probably around 98 or 99 so i was like five or six at that point um and my parents hooked me up i i think they gave me because the console sold with one controller and can i just i'm gonna get on a, a brief tangent here Go can you it. just can you just offer a console that includes four controllers or whatever the max is going to be for the system? <laughs> I'm, I'm so sick of having have a bundle uh, that has four controllers in it. Just just make that happen. I mean, and if we're it, yeah, because I don't even think there's a console that offers two. Uh, no, like the, um, I know the mini consoles that have been coming out, like the, the SNES mini came with two. Um, but like the, the new consoles do not come out. They always come with one. Um, and that's super annoying. It's either they assume you have no friends or all your friends are online. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. The, and that you know, the, and now it's, it's like, it's kind of a moot point. Cause I think most people do play online, but it would have been really awesome to buy the GameCube or to buy the N64 and have an option where you have four controllers. Cause I was the only kid in my neighborhood with an N64. Um, oh, yeah. And but it was, I, I, let's, let's be fair. No one likes sharing controllers or had, or doing that crap. Like our parents are always like, okay, time for like, if you go to a birthday party, and there's five people, and you're not good at video games, that one person's always going to lose. Oh, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so only have four friends at a time. <laughs> yeah, limit yourself to four friends. <laughs> ever um, and always. Yeah, ever and always. And the best part, I think, about getting the console was um, my parents didn't know about the ESRB at this point. <laughs> <laughs> In, in their defense, it was kind of in their infancy, and I'm sure parents now don't know about the ESRB. So I just think parents now. I mean, it's really weird because being someone who has a kid, there's certain aspects that I feel like I just had to be upfront and talk to my kid about. Where it was like, listen, obviously you can't just go melee someone in real life. Yeah, <laughs> and no, you're not going to play Grand Theft Auto. I mean, and the cool thing about this too, he just really likes Fortnite, so. Fortnite's so cartoonish that I'll say, like, he's not an idiot. He knows that real guns, you don't do crap like that with. Like, that's, it's a game. He's very logical. I lucked out on that one. <laughs> yeah, much. yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And, and there, you know, there's so many studies that prove that video games don't cause violence, but we won't get into that. Um, yeah, we should have an episode on that just to I, I would, all that nonsense. <laughs> totally. I would, I would love to have an episode where we bring on my wife. Um, she's a psychologist and works with kids, so I would love to have her come on and kind of bring her expertise on that. Um, so, yeah, so my parents didn't know about the ESRB, so they just got me games that looked cool, I think, based on the cover. Like, I think I had some games that I wanted, um, like Mario Kart 64, I think, was on that list. Um, Super Smash Bros. was definitely on that list. Nice. Um but then I got some other games that uh, <laughs> probably weren't appropriate for a kid my age. Um, like, um, I think I mentioned it in an earlier podcast, but I was like, oh, I had House of the Dead on N64. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you did I, mention that. I tried looking it up and I cannot find it. So I think I was lying, but I did find. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did find what I was playing and it was called Nightmare Creatures. And that game is sick as hell. Um, but I also had another M rated game that was uh, called Body Harvest. So I I forgot about Body Harvest. Body Harvest was sick as hell, and that's one of the games I want to talk about today. Um, But basically, yeah, I mean, it was super cool. I had friends. I was like, kind of how I made my friends was they would come over and we'd play N64, we'd play Smash, um, like, all night. And this was, like, my first memories of, like, having late-night game sessions where we'd, like, stay up way past bedtime Mm -hmm. because we kept the N64 in the basement. We could be super loud. 
and we'd just stay up super late and we'd be eating our, you know, chips and drinking pop and, and playing video games all night. So I have some, I have some very fond memories of the N64. So what was it like as a non-owner? As a non-owner, it was, so I'll, I'll, I'll clarify also. I had the NES and I had a Sega Genesis, um, both, I don't know where the NES came from. I think it was probably my dad's and the Genesis came from my aunt for sure. I know that. Um, so I had consoles, but you know, I didn't have like the newer ones and that wasn't a big deal. I think the newest console I had that was period correct was the Game Boy Color. And you know, you spend all your time on Pokemon. So like that doesn't really, no, no other games exist or matter. (laughs) besides (laughs) hot take but i agree yeah (laughs) um so as someone who didn't own it i would say that it was tricky because i didn't always have like you know when you when you own it you have the chance to plan your own and kind of get used to your own style and how it feels when you're not an owner you only have the time to get good at it when you're there and when there aren't enough people to switch out because you lost the person who owns the, the console Right. So I feel like in the N64 time, it didn't bug me as much because I had like my Game Boy color. When I was younger, I think I mentioned in the previous podcast that the PlayStation was my first like uh, group hangout slash like late night video game game experience that was hard to kind of hang on to just because like i didn't have a ps i didn't have a playstation so i didn't know like really what i was doing i didn't have like power stone and stuff like that was on the sega dreamcast either so it's a bit of a learning curve and i think you the retention is interesting depending on how often you go over with the n64 though i had two friends in the neighborhood i moved to when i was in sixth grade and we were always like in each other's garages kind of hanging out and playing and like it was a weird, we had like a, a Smash Brothers, kind of like a league. And we would like go pretty hard. It was like maybe eight or nine people uh, at max um, playing Smash Brothers in this garage. And it was pretty fun. Um, I think this is right before uh, Xbox came out too. So you had like the Halo leagues kind of starting. That's when I think N64 kind of took a back seat. And then right after that is when GameCube came out and kind of took over. But yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's it's like definitely like the first game I remember having like tournaments, like home tournaments. It wasn't, right. you know, it wasn't anything major, but like it was certainly the first time I remember having like a group of kids over at my house and we would do like literally a tournament we would have a bracket and you know the winner won you know we had something that we you know we put a bunch of money into get like a big prize or something like that and the winner got that you know um i don't think i was ever one to win um but, <laughs> but since we both mentioned um super smash bros oh wait first i think we need to talk about um the cartridges and then the controller so I will say that coming from someone who had the SNES and I actually I had the, the NES, my aunt had a SNES, so I could go to her house and play that too. And then the Genesis as well. The upgrade <laughs> to these cartridges <laughs> and not having to blow them every 14 seconds. And the I don't even remember a time when the in the N64, yeah, I don't remember a time when the N64 even froze. No, I, I know. Like, yeah, no, I never had that. Um no, definitely not. But I, I definitely had to blow in it, but it was usually like, oh, I haven't played this game in six months and there's so much dust collecting inside that. Right. It was one of those things where it's just like, okay, I need to do this just because I haven't done this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, I, you know, as, as much as I I like to crap on the, uh, the N64 controller, um, I think in, in a way it was... It was a big move for video games because, you know, with with the advent of uh, Super Mario uh, 64, you know, we have 3D video games and now we have this camera that we can move around and change our perspective. (laughs) Um, And that's like the first time we really had anything like that. I mean, 
in the past it was all kind of like top down or or you're facing the characters at their side you know so you know i, I think the n64 controller was was kind of it, it was clunky for sure but it, it definitely paved the way for for better controllers um i think my favorite probably being the gamecube I think if they didn't have the controller the way it is, we wouldn't let's take that back. If the games weren't developed to require the control, uh, I'm saying this all backwards. If the popularity of the games that were created for the N64 did not require the controller, we would not have advanced in video games as we have now. I totally agree. Totally. And one, and you, you mentioned camera angles and how frustrating it is to. Um, not to have a proper controller, or at least one game that really needed that. Holy crap, Star Fox 64. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. That game was such a jam, though. It was. But without that, without the joystick and control of the D-pad, there was no way you would ever play that game. No, not at all. Not at all. That game was... Oh boy, that was a, that's another kind of... I don't know. Was there any... Was there... That was the first iteration of Star Fox, right? Or was it on earlier consoles? I um, it, it looks like it was, it was a reboot. Yeah, yeah, it I looks like it was on the, the original one. It was on the SNES, apparently. Yeah, I definitely didn't play that copy. Yeah, me neither. Uh, it looks like a big improvement, but actually, the SNES one actually doesn't look that bad, honestly. So the SNES one too. Now I think about it, SNES did have like Mario Kart and everything like that, but it wasn't necessarily a 3d game where you had control of the camera it was like right this camera that rotated around you yeah yeah my yeah my my first memory of kind of like looking around is like being in um peach's castle in super mario 64 <laughs> and just kind of you know you use that little there was so basically the way it, the layout was there were like three arms to it which feels so weird now since we're so used to having the two in the middle middle arm had the the uh the joystick the left side had um like a d-pad as we know it and then the right side had our a and b like we had with the uh the snes and ness but then it had these four yellow buttons which were like the c keys and it turned into the c stick on the on the gamecube but that was kind of how you move the camera around was you push those little C buttons um, wherever wherever you wanted to look, and so yeah, I have, I have a lot of memories of, and you know, the, there was some super like frustrating instances in Super Mario sixty four. This is not even my game that I want to talk about. I just want <laughs> I want to gripe about it. It's go like it. the, there were levels that the camera couldn't go three hundred and sixty degrees. <laughs> So you would the camera would get stuck because it's the camera uh, the way they they coded the game the camera was literally embedded into the level so it had like a position so it would like hit the physical walls within the level and it couldn't go all the way around it was super frustrating yeah. and that was I think that was like one of the first times I think the first time I ever knew of um, Lakitu. Um, which is like a character in so many of the Nintendo properties, but he's like, he's sitting in this cloud and he's basically filming you with his camera while you're going through <laughs> all the levels. But yeah. I just wanted to gripe about no, the, you're fine. the my, shitty camera. On. The first time I met Laka 2 was actually world four one in, uh, in the original Marvel brothers. That guy's a dick. <laughs> you, you, you know, it, I probably met him then and I just don't remember. Um, he throws like red spike shells at you and you're at the point where you can't like beat them yet. Oh, so God. you have to dodge them and him throwing and he like he keeps pace with you, like no matter how fast you go. I remember being terrified and speed running that level just because I was like, Okay, I can't escape this guy. I gotta <laughs> go. Like that was my first rage quit probably. I mean, I never was one of those bratty kids who like Threw destroyed their yeah and destroyed their TV that they definitely didn't pay for. Like, oh yeah, and yeah, I am going hard on you nerds who were like, "Oh, life sucks." I didn't get the double platinum, double plus. Oh, I'm gonna break my game. Grow <laughs> the fuck up. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> well said though. I agree. Go play Mega Man if you want to bitch about having a hard game. <laughs> oh yeah, I definitely, I definitely. Have had some rage quit moments with the uh super mario 64 like the i love them to death the the slide levels for your oh, like dude. <laughs> i love them to death but i also like remember being so frustrated falling off 
all the time. They came back with a vengeance in Sunshine too. Holy crap! Oh yeah, yeah, and like even in like uh, Rainbow Road, like yeah, like that that level in the Mario Kart series is super frustrating. But you know, we both talked about I think the importance that um, Smash Bros has had on us. So let's start there. Absolutely. Um, so that was the one you wanted to bring. So I'll let you uh, take the lead and talk about the importance that it's had on on your gaming. I'd say it's the it's definitely the first like I would say lighthearted communal game I played because like I said before with the PS with the PlayStation, it was all like twisted metal and just like no, I guess that's not true because it was like Crash and everything too. But Crash wasn't you couldn't play multiplayer with Crash. It was like right. you die hand the controller off. Yeah, I feel like this was N64 was the first time I actually like enjoyed playing communal games. And totally. It was you had a variant, you know, you got a chance to try out different characters, different styles, different levels. The music was great, honestly. Oh, my gosh. The music's incredible. Yeah, because yeah, it, it introduced me to so many video games, I think, because I heard the music and I was like, oh, I really dig this. I want to like look up what this game, like what this song is from and then play that game. Yeah, it really brought about my love of scores for like video games and music. And at the time, I think, mm, let's see what this game came out. Smash Bros. came out, I think, in 2011, 2001. Uh, so the, the first one? The first the, one, yeah. The 64 one came out in 1999, actually. 99, yeah. Okay, so take it back. In 99, I was not playing music yet, but I really had an affinity for music. Yeah. Um, And, you know, it, like you said, there's a lot of characters I'd never heard of. Like, I'd never played a Kirby game before this. Okay, I totally. got really big into the Kirby games after that, my Game Boy Color and everything. And, like, Game Boy Advance, I had Kirby games that were just fun. Yeah. Same with, um, I never played Earthbound, actually. Oh man! Oh ooh! Oh man! I oh we have to do that one day. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's it's one of my favorite Nintendo games. Sorry. No, you're good. I, you're good. <laughs> I I've always been curious about it, and it's never really like I've watched people like do let's plays. I just don't quite understand some of it. Oh, it's like, super! It's super weird. It just reminds me of like a Stranger Things for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is kind of like OG Stranger Things. Yeah, and I never watched Stranger Things. I just know what I know about it. So. <laughs> All people were like fact checking me because it's not equivalent. It's fine. It's just a crazy looking game. I've I've watched the show and I've played the game. That's a totally valid comparison. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> See, Calvin Calvin has my back on the things where I'm not sure about. I got works. you. <laughs> Who so, was the first character you played as? Um, in- so I had played the the um, Link to the Past. Okay. So so I was definitely playing um, Link for a while and i think that was a lot of kids at least maybe boys i think a lot of because he's like the only like human in the lineup that you can like see and kind of like well i guess mario um but he's almost kind of like a caricature i think of italian people (laughs) he's definitely more of a cartoon for sure yeah and you know obviously the the zelda series is fantasy but i I think it's a little more grounded i mean he's an elf which is basically a human that lives forever um you're gonna piss piss off a lot yeah that's fine look elves look i love lord of the rings dearly Um, the high elf culture is gonna be so pissed at you for that one (laughs) well i know we have such a big high elf following (laughs) (laughs) i'm specifically okay so if you guys you on instagram under this podcast is for nurse instagram i'm specifically going to go find elf cosplayers and add you to have a high elf army oh god oh no and then they're gonna hate us and then we're gonna we're, we're gonna get we're gonna get canceled that's fine the works will take the works will take us we're good yeah that's fine um so what was your what was your main um so i hopped around a little bit but i think my first main was actually pikachu mm okay and yeah i don't I will, think pikachu was ever my main i will say too that pikachu got significantly nerfed between smash brothers and smash brothers melee because that thunder if that thing smacked you you are fucked. oh i remember having <laughs> i remember being so mad frequently of like <laughs> like it's it's we both have one life we're both like at like a hundred percent or whatever and they pull that shit like as i'm trying to do like the uh Actually, I don't know if this was. Do you know if Link had the um, that his down A in the N sixty four version? 
Ooh, where I'm he like he not? I want to say yes, but I'm not sure. I actually, I'd have to go play it actually. Yeah, well, either way, I just remember getting fucked by that that thunder <laughs> thunder smash so often. You know what? That air dodge helped with that so badly, though. <laughs> oh, totally, totally. <laughs> I think it was was Smash Brothers was for me. It was not just a communal game. It's the first time I actually like. I like compilations that are done really well. This is a great compilation game, and it was great to see like. I don't know. I get competitive with it, honestly. Like you just mentioned having how many lives to do things. We used to just get bored and just put everything on sudden death with three lives. And just, that was how we did our grudge matches. No weapons. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, no items. Final, final yeah. destination. Yeah. Yeah. No items. Yeah. No items. Final destination, three lives. I wouldn't oh, Maybe not sudden death. Cause that would be like, yeah, you know, 300% or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's how we would do it. And someone wanted to settle a grudge match, especially if they got to the end of a tournament bracket and someone was like, Oh, I could have, I got cheated. Which again, now looking back, how could you cheat in this game? It's so low five. There's no way you can really like. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think cheat. it was it was in the GameCube is when the game kind of became more competitive, and there were like, I don't, I honestly don't get it. There's like half frame hits and jumps and stuff like that, but yeah, I don't think it was like super competitive. I mean, it is now. I think there's a lot of competitions with the N64 one, but <laughs> but it seems think- like the community prefers the GameCube version. I think the dirtiest thing I've seen happen was someone. So I am jumping consoles really quickly because GameCube and Smash Brothers. But my friend's cousin wasn't really great at the game, but he loved playing with us. So we were like, yeah, let's just play. No big deal. He was like, you know what? I got to finish your move. It's going to stop you guys. So you love Yoshi. He's like, I got you guys. You're not going to win. I like, got you. We're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> this is when Yoshi had that like egg move where he could like go across the whole field and just mess you up. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> what he did, which was clever and hilarious, we couldn't laugh, stop laughing for half an hour, is that he did, the, he did the spin move. And I think one of us jumped. And we're not really sure like what happened, but he one of our characters jumped, and then when Yoshi, Yoshi launched, his cousin pulled out the rest of our controllers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So he got three of us and himself, but like he didn't win because my friend jumped, and I was like, "This is that." I just died laughing. <laughs> so yeah, like just dirty tricks like that are I think the only way you can really cheat now with uh, any uh, console from N64, any wired console, that's how you can cheat. Just pull <laughs> pull controllers out. <laughs> yeah, that is, and you know, you can't really do that anymore, which is a bummer. I guess you can pull batteries, but... <laughs> I mean, you can be a dick and just shut the console off. That, that too. That, that's that. A dirty, dirty fucking move. Just go to the breaker outside and kill the power of the house. <laughs> I definitely was that kid at one point, um, and I'm not proud of that, but I got it. <laughs> Got it. You got to own your toxicity oh, at points. You were a spiteful little fuck. I was, yeah. <laughs> That's why we're such great friends. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. This game was like, and it's still so important to me. Like I, I haven't played it in a few months, but I, you know, I, I've purchased every game in the series, so it's it's clearly important to me. I think I missed the ones on the Wii U. What well, did you own one? I didn't. I think that's where I, I got. I know I hopped out as far as far as like playing games because I was around the time I moved to Michigan, really focusing on work. I had an Xbox my friend gave me, um, but I was really just kind of like playing that in the in the spare time, so I didn't have time to really play any games. Yeah, I didn't. So I didn't buy a Wii U, and I think part of that was I wasn't quite sure how I felt about it. I don't even think I've ever, ever played a Wii U. Oh man, no, I no, 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 not a Wii U. That's what I'm talking about. What was the handheld thing that was kind of weird before the Switch? Yeah, that's the Wii U. So the Wii U had a, it was basically a Wii, but it had a, um, it came with a gamepad peripheral that was like your main controller. And it had a, it had a screen. Um, Yeah, I, I had a, I had a Wii U. Um, I had like maybe like a handful of video games for it. Um, It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a mainstay in my house. Like, and a lot, you know, with a lot of Nintendo consoles, it was always like a fun, like family, family console. Like, oh, let's do like a co-op of something that's like it's going to be easy for like non-gamers too. Um, right. But the the big thing with the Wii U version of Smash was it added the the big big I think big team battle it was called, right. um, and that you could have like eight players on one map and it would just like destroy the processor 
on the Wii U. It just like could not handle all those polygons moving <laughs> around. Um, so yeah, yeah. Also, I think I'm incorrect. I never owned a Wii U, but I guess I played on one because Smash Ultimate was on the Wii U. Yeah. Yep. So I must. You know what it was? My friend bought the adapter, like the classic GameCube controller for the Wii U. Oh yeah. That's why I don't recognize. That's why I didn't recognize it. Yeah. Yeah, that that was like the and they've been doing a lot of good stuff like that, like making some of their hardware kind of backwards compatible in a way. I think because they know their hardcore fan base prefers the shape of like the GameCube controller for competitive gaming, they've been really good about that. So Yeah, and I mean it really is difficult too. But I think when I played with you the first time, playing with the Switch um, are those nunchucks still or uh, they call them joy cons <laughs> but yeah they're like so tiny yeah it, my i really couldn't get the i feel like i was gonna break it if i was really getting serious playing <laughs> yeah no totally they they and the, the crazy thing is like and this is i guess kind of gets into like current events type stuff so right now nintendo's in the middle of like a class action lawsuit that may or may not be happening because the joysticks on the joy cons are having drift issues and so basically you'll not be touching the joystick but it's registering touches to the console um i think it's just yeah it's like i think it's just like poor engineering um and people are experiencing it like really early i mean you know drift in in joysticks is pretty common like a lot a lot of my xbox one controllers have experienced it but this is like happening to switch owners like six months into ownership and the the big thing is the joy cons that are in the switch Lite, which which just came out um those joy cons don't come out of the console they're attached so it's all one unit mm-hmm. and and it's the same engineering so i think people that are you know spending 250 dollars on a switch light are going to have some serious issues in like six six months to to a year with a basically a faulty controller it'd be definitely interesting to see especially considering um i mean just in engineering in general more, more moving parts leaves gateway for more wear and tear if the ones that are fixed will still show that because they're not being um, detached, moved around as much. I'm curious to see how that plays out. That's a good point. Yeah, I haven't I haven't done any research on people having the drift issue, but it, it's certainly something I'm seeing in my my uh, my Joy Cons. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am a user that regularly detaches them. So, um, and you know, they're right now they're repairing some of the Joy Cons for people depending on the length of ownership, but. With COVID happening right now, they've they've ceased all those operations. So I'm sure there's a lot of people with, uh, you know, either they're not able to play their Switch right now, which sucks because there's like nothing to do for some people, or they're out, you know, they're out buying new Joy Cons. And the crazy thing is, you know how much an Xbox One controller is. The Joy Cons are eighty dollars. Really? For for a for a full set? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, that's pretty expensive for for a little piece of uh, of, of technology. Um, I agree. That's that's wild, actually. Yeah. So um, yeah, we kind of bounced around. So um, do you have anything else you want to? <laughs> but that's what the show is. So oh, totally, yeah. totally par for the course. I mean, we can have more than one episode about a console. I mean, we I think you and I collectively chose four different games, and it's a lot to get into and stuff into an hour. T- t- totally. Yeah. So I think we should get moving to the next game. Um, did that's you want to? That's all that's you, me? my dude. Okay. All right. So um, this is one. I don't know if many people will know about, um, but they will know a game that was heavily inspired by it. So there was a game on the N64 called Harvest Moon, um, and it is a farm simulation game. Um, now, I, th- I don't think the N64 was actually the first one, so I, I, um, let me let me look this up really quick. But basically... Um, yeah, no, it was uh, originally on the SNES, which is cool. Um, so, There's but so many I, games that they brought over that I just didn't know existed before. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people don't realize like the Animal Crossing series was an N64 game at first. Um, so, anyways, my my first experience with the Harvest Moon series was on the N64, but um, the basic premise of the game is um, your grandfather dies. 
and he leaves you a farm that has kind of gone abandoned for many years. And you basically live in this small town and you basically farm for your life. And there's, there's little things you can do. Like, like the farm starts out really small, but you can add animals. Like you can have chickens, cows, um, you know, you milk the cows, you get milk and you sell milk in the town and it gives you money. Um, you, there's relationship building that happens in the game. And, and it's like one of the first like designer games that I played. Cause you can kind of design the layout of things, which is, which is really cool. And, and kind of birthed my love of the like animal crossing series and, and kind of birthed my interest in, in engineering and design in some ways. I'm not an engineer, but I, I, I do love it and I find it fascinating. Um, so this kind of birthed that, but I think a lot of people know a game that came out a few years ago. that's super popular. Um, called Stardew Valley, um, which is like wildly popular, and it was designed by like one guy, but he was he was heavily inspired by the the Harvest Moon series, um, and uh, basically, I mean, it's the exact same premise. Your grandfather dies in the Stardew Valley series, and you you take over his farm and you kind of bring it back to its former glory. Um, so, was this a game that you played at all, Zach? Harvest Moon. I didn't play it on the N64. I played it later on. Um, okay, yeah, the GameCube version was one that I remember playing a lot, and that game was incredible. Um, I don't know if that was the one you played. Yeah, it was. It was one where I, so I, was, I was just curious about it. I think at that point, I had gotten away from, you know, brawlers like um, Smash Brothers and first-person shooters. I just kind of wanted to see what was out there. So Harvest Moon was one that I did pick up um, for a little while, and I remember enjoying it. I just, like... Again, school and priorities just kind of took over at that point. I think I was like, it's, I don't know what I was doing in high school. I was around. I was there. <laughs> it's, time, it's time that was there and time that was wasted on people. Who knows? I don't remember anymore. <laughs> but I do remember that being an enjoyable experience. And it's funny. I looked it up right now. It's actually available for $10 on the game store if you want to play it on your phone. Oh, um, super cool. Yeah, yeah, I know it was on the Wii U Virtual Console at one point. They they ported the N64 version, which is super cool. But, you know, they, they just announced, Nintendo just announced that they're kind of rebooting some of their old series. Like, um, did you ever play the Paper Mario series? You know what? I did on the Game Boy Advance. Okay, yeah. So they just announced they're doing a, a new Paper Mario game that comes out in July, I think, Interesting. Um, on the Switch. So, yeah, this is like this is one of those Nintendo properties that I'm I'm praying they reboot for um, for the Switch um, in some way or do a rehaul of the game because I think with you know the the pandemic people have been kind of fixated on animal crossing and um, (laughs) I (laughs) I think harvest moon would offer um, a lot of similar um, experiences for people. And I think the relationship aspect is something that would like, because there's a lot of like talk about trading villagers and stuff like that with animal crossing. I think it'd be fun to see how the general public reacts to like, you know, like courting these people that you're interested in dating and stuff like that and just seeing kind of people react to different characters in the game. So I think it'd be really cool. And it's funny too, because like for us, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be wrong about this, I'm not really sure, but for us in the American market or people who primarily played American-based games, dating sims are just all kind of pervy. Like you want simulated porn. Oh, yeah. And while that yeah. does exist in like the Japanese market, there's a lot of games that are not necessarily focused on that. Like... Fire Emblem, for example. I think the most recent Fire Emblem that includes characters in the Smash universe, you have to be careful because one, there's permadeath in, 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 in uh, Fire Emblem. Not Final Fantasy. Dear God, what's happening? <laughs> Fire Emblem. There's permadeath as well as your decisions and who you marry affect your kids and your kids affect like the game itself. So <laughs> it's, it's not yeah. just playing a game you're building a life and you know i know that we have sims and stuff like that but 
it's different. Like, <laughs> yeah, there are, there are definitely wholesome ones out there, and and Harvest Moon was definitely one of those. I mean, you like you go on dates and you like you court these people you're interested in. Obviously, back then it was like you had there you were a, you were a male character, so and you were you were dating straight women. Um, so I, th- I think there's an opportunity there to kind of open things up and and be woke Nintendo. And um, also, I hate that phrase so much. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Um, I, just, I, I just say awakened to piss people off. <laughs> awakened. I like, I like that more. I like that a lot more. Um, so yeah, it was, it was just super cool. Cause like, <laughs> and it's so weird. Cause it's like these weird things that we hate to do in real life, but doing it virtually is fun. Like, I, yeah, I get caught in that sometimes. It's, it's so weird. Like, <laughs> like I, I hate doing, you know, I don't hate, I, I have a distaste for doing chores around the house, but like, you know, going out into the field, I think because it's so simple maybe is why I enjoy it so much. But like you would go out in the field and you chop your grain and you would milk the cows for the day and you check and see if the chickens laid any eggs um, and check your fruit and veggies and stuff like that. Um, just it like a, it was a Facebook game that got everybody kind of messed up for a oh, while. Oh yeah. Farmville. And there I think, <laughs> I think Farmville, Farmville was certainly, certainly inspired by the Harvest Moon series. Yeah, um, because it's, getting, it's like, very similar requests. vibes. <laughs> I were getting several requests for it, and I just never accepted any of them. I was like, I'm not playing this game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's like old people Facebook. It's like oh, they would send like, you all those they, invites. <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't the old people. It was people my age. Oh, wow. Like, my friends would be at parties playing Farmville. I'm like, what the hell is wrong <laughs> with you guys? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> You're doing it wrong. You got to play it on the computer, not on your phone. Um, <laughs> no, I, I didn't play it. Um, PC master race. <laughs> but yeah, it was super cool. Like you, you'd have sheep, and you could like shear the sheep and like sell the wool and stuff. So it was just like a super wholesome game, and and I'm, it, it's so weird. I've like. I was there was a period of my life I was super into shooters and we'll kind of get into that with my second game but just having a wholesome game where you just kind of chill out is fun too. I think it's good. I think it's actually just good for like the mind to play. So at first I was like okay there's some games that are just kind of like you're just kind of clicking and building and gathering and stuff like that. There's no point to it. But at the same time that's kind of the point. Like you need that mental break from like the high paced action shooters or like the fighting games just to kind of like you want to still play a game, but you just want to chill. So I, I have come around to understanding why these are so popular, especially when people have stressful jobs and sometimes they can't go. It's not feasible in their life to have a farm, but that nurturing spirit they have still just to kind of like feel like they're doing and raising something like having a Tamagotchi that won't die because it runs out of battery. Like, Dude. Oh man. No kidding. I miss my Tamagotchi. Um, <laughs> so let's get into your, remember, uh, remember, Oh, sorry. I remember a girl crying in class because hers wouldn't stop beeping. Oh no, it was <laughs> dying. Teacher, no, the teacher well, it was hungry. Yeah. And the teacher took it and she's like, no, my baby, it's cause it's going to die. I have to feed it. And the teacher's like, well, you should turn the volume down in class. She's like, I can't turn the volume down in class. And it was this whole thing. And then it ended up dying. So it was her, the teacher's desk for like a week. Oh my gosh. That's but I was just cool. like, this is, this is traumatized that kid. <laughs> I was like, cool. I have a Game Boy Color. I'm go back to Pikachu who follows me around and never wants to evolve and can't die. Cause you know why? I have double A batteries. Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into your second game, Zach. What are you, uh, what are you bringing to the table? Oh, uh, I'm bringing gold and I, Oh, nice. Okay. We have differing opinions on this game. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I love this game for how bad it was. <laughs> will, that make, will that make you feel a little better? Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was just a fun game that you played with your friends. We had a pizza and soda because at the time I didn't drink beer. And you just like... It was just like <laughs> you weren't trying to beat anything except each other, and we everyone sucked because this game was so hard to do. But it was so much fun because we didn't know any better. And like, this is like I think what started for me, what started me liking and loving first person shooters, third person shooters, and Halo. No, totally. Yeah, I uh, I I raz on this game, but it is actually it was the first first person shooter I played, and definitely birthed my love of like the Halo series and stuff. I just think in retrospect, I think the control the controls were trash. Oh, um, I could never go back and play it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would I would like punch a hole through my monitor. I think <laughs> it's definitely. I think when, I never 
play I don't think I never played through the storyline. I think that's another aspect. Not only the console means you never played any story in any game. <laughs> that's because funny because <laughs> I owned it and I never played the the story. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah, if if you don't have access to it, you're just gonna play whatever the host wants to play, and you're you're gonna play multiplayer. Right. So I never like I never got into probably what was more frustrating things like you did like the stealth and stuff like that. That was never really something I experienced. It was just more like a mad dash to honestly, it was me and the Sentinel Rockets. Oh yeah. <laughs> and the heat seeking if I had heat seeking, I had enough rockets, it didn't matter where you were, didn't matter who you are, unless you're odd job and he's completely broken and we already know that. Yeah. So. That's that's the part that infuriates me because there was a kid <laughs> in our group that would always pick There's one in every group. <laughs> yeah. That was like that was the one character they play as and it's like fuck you man. And it's funny too because that person I remember I had someone like that in our group also, and they didn't come around very often because let's play it. Let's face it. Odd job players are crybabies. Like, <laughs> because if someone gets odd job before you, all of a sudden you don't want to play the game anymore until like you just sit there and don't. And, and not only that, not only do you sit there, you don't back out to let us continue to play. You still are just like, well, you know, this is not fair. This game's dumb. Yeah, that's- you know, like, you make an interesting point because I think there was, I don't know if you could, but there was a point with video games and I think it was still in this era where you couldn't have two of the same character playing in a multiplayer game. I don't know if that was the case with GoldenEye. GoldenEye for sure. And I think that didn't change until the, until um, Smash Brothers Melee actually. Oh, wow. Because I remember, like, the game would lock you out. And certain games even on the GameCube wouldn't let you either. Like, when we played Star Fox on the GameCube, my buddy was always Wolf and I was always Falco. And someone would try to go for Wolf first. And I'm, no, 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 because they, they had different colors. So you could be Wolf, I forgot. Mm. So, yeah, I want to say on, on 007, you could not. If someone got your character first, they just got it first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was a. It was the. I remember the maps being very interesting. You know, having the, because I think like I think to like Mario, where each door in the castle was its own level. Like having one big map that you go through with a group of people, and there are doors that you can go through and rooms that you can kind of hide in. <laughs> I think that was, like, that might have been my first, like, instance of, like, having people camp and stuff. Yes. I think. Like, I don't, I can't remember an earlier game that I played where there were people, like, hiding out. I mean, honestly, the only other shooting game I played at that point where it's like time crisis at an arcade. So I think this is my first camp experience also. Yeah. So, so did you have issues? Like I know I did with my group. Um, and I think I had been guilty of this in the past. Um, I don't think early on, but maybe later on, did you have people that were like screen cheating? Like that was a thing for a long period. Oh of time. yeah. I forgot about screen cheating. Yeah. Um, I, I go back and forth on that because I feel like, if you have a four-person split, it's kind of hard to not see the whole TV, right? Like, I can't so say you that did, I, you didn't do the cardboard trick. The cardboard trick. Oh, okay. <laughs> <No>. So I. <laughs> what, what is this? <laughs> so we had a. Uh, so our basement had a a pretty sizable CRT. So when you split it up into four players, you had a you had a decent real estate to work with. So. Uh, my dad was throwing out some cardboard box and I, I don't remember. I think a friend maybe had told me that his cousin was doing it. It definitely was not an original idea on my part. And now like looking back, I see Reddit posts about it occasionally, but you'd basically split the TV down the line, like where, where the lines would be in the game with cardboard and people would sit in their little quadrant. So you couldn't see below or to the side you were stuck in where your little cardboard was that actually sounds really cool like even now yeah so you'd have two people basically sitting and they were like super close to the tv and then you'd have two people standing for the upper half um yeah it was it was a you know it was a kind of a janky way of getting around it but it it worked (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, I, I definitely had people who claimed screen cheating, and usually it was the host who ended up getting his ass kicked by people who, like, didn't play the game. Like, that was one thing that always pissed me off, too. It's like, I don't play the game often, and then people would get mad at me for or claim I was button mashing. And it's like, okay, if you've played old school video games or you know how the joysticks work on arcade games, you have to be so fast when you're like trying to launch a combo. You're basically mashing the damn buttons and hoping for the best. Like, I oh, yeah. don't care how good you think you are. Like, I get it. Having, like, I know how to do the Hadouken and most of like Ken's moves and like a lot of stuff with Blanca. Um, and even like uh, the Red Cyclone, you know. Oh yeah, great. But like, I always laugh when kids got butt hurt about the uh, because it's like, well, you're mad because your spoiled ass is losing now. It's just a game, right? But you know, they grew up to be those kind of people in the first place. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I don't know what to say about that. It's just like screen cheating wasn't really a big deal in the in the group of friends I had when we played games because it's like you know we all kind of understood that like, hey, your eyes have a wider range of vision. Than this this tiny square in a TV. Yeah, totally. And if you're a good player, maybe you know how to get around that. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Just Def- saying. Definitely. Um, I, was di- I will say the comment on that. It is different if you're at a worldwide event where you have your own computer and you happen to look up at the screen behind you. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> That's whole, that is definitely, you know, you, you know what you're doing. No, oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so that was a. It was definitely a game that was. I think, I think Smash Bros was in more of my rotation than Goldeneye. But we definitely had some like Goldeneye evenings where we. That was like all we played. I think heavy rotation for us was Smash Brothers, Goldeneye, and Star Fox. Oh okay, yeah, yeah. Star Fox was the jam. Star- um, <laughs> Slippy, Slippy is useless. Oh, that poor guy. Yeah, I mean. Is he? I don't know. <laughs> it's you know what he is. You know what Slippy is, and it sucks. He is the comic relief fat guy in the group of quote unquote hardened badasses. Oh yeah. And it's like you know, being the bigger guy myself growing up, uh, I do have my fair share of comic relief, but I am far more useful than that fuck. <laughs> like every every main mission, you're almost done with the boss. And all of a sudden, Slippy's like, hey, save me, save me. <laughs> and it's like, okay, dude, like, I actually got to the point where I just let him got, get shot down before I realized that that, like, fails the mission for me. So, I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay, this sucks. Yeah, it really sucks. <laughs> and um, whoever was on him was always faster than you because it was always Star Wolf's fleet, which those guys, Star Wolf's theme, by the way, talking about music scores, Star Wolf's theme that, uh, that song that with that Latin theme, the the like a samba, I think. Whenever he oh, showed yeah. up, it was always just like, "Oh man, here we go, <laughs> <laughs> here we go, boys." <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So the next one. Um. Wow. We have. Jeez. We are like way far into this. Um. So I, I'll do like a speed round for my last two. Um. Or, or if it makes you feel more comfortable, we can put N64 back into the rotation at some point and bring those back. Uh, it's up to you. I say we bring it back. I, I like having the idea of, oh, sh- ah, no, 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 no. Why? Why? Okay, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> you okay? Not, that's fucking sound weird. Yeah, I looked up Star Wolf's theme to get the name of it. Oh, was that in the background? Playing, <laughs> it played over the headphones very, very loud. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's, since we're at, we're at 55 minutes, I think, um, I think we started at five, right? Well, no, because I had to hop off real quick. Like we were on the call, but we may have like ten minutes left. Okay. All right. Um, well, let's let's tease um, what we're going to talk about in the future. Okay. Um, whenever it happens, I'm not saying it'll be the next episode. Um, and then we can maybe let's let's just get, do you want to do um, PS2? Um, how do we end up? How do we end up on N sixty four? Was that you or was that me? Because I did PS two. I think N sixty four was I did your PlayStation. Oh, okay. All right. So yeah, your choice. What do you want to do? Um. Ooh, did you play Game Boy Advance games at all? Um, I mean Pokemon. <laughs> okay. like, let's, let's do it. Make a, a Game Boy handheld Pokemon episode. 
Okay. Right. Let's be fair. I don't think many people had. I didn't know anybody who had a flush amount of Game Boy Advance games. But I will also, you know what? I'll add. You can also count emulators too. So if you put the Game Boy Advance emulator on your phone, oh, okay. The games recently. Yeah, it was still it was still Pokemon. But oh, okay. <laughs> if, if you have some game, I'll I'll just I'll basically do game Game Boy Advance Pokemon, and you can do any of the Game Boy Advance games. I'm going to do Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh hell yeah! Super cool. Yeah. I I'm, I have not played it, but I've heard great things. Um, so tactics, the, tactics Advance Two was better than Tactics. Tactic, yeah, better than Tactics. Oh okay, all right. So um, if you if you have free some free space in your phone, I would definitely take it the emulator and try it out. Okay, sweet. I will uh, I will do that. Um, uh, let's let's do some engagement stuff. Um, in our post for this episode we will ask you what your favorite Game Boy Advance games were, and we will refer to them in the episode if we get any responses. Well, not only that, we will get responses because I'm going to hunt you people down. <laughs> and we, I will get these answers, and we'll make it happen. Zach is an aggressive guerrilla marketer. Um, <laughs> so what, what are the two N64 games you wanted to talk about in the future? In the future... We kind of teased them a little bit and didn't get too much into them, but definitely Star Fox 64. And right. we bounced around a little bit with it, but I think, you know what? I'm going to do a whole new one. I'm going to find an emulator. I'm going to play an N64 game that I wanted to play and I haven't played yet. Okay. Uh, oh, wait. Sorry. Uh-huh, I lied again. F-Zero. I choose oh. F-Zero. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's, that's a good choice. That's a good choice. Because um, that, that, that open racing game's up for me, and I love racing games. Yeah, racing games are fantastic, and they definitely did a fantastic job. I wish they would bring that back. That'd be great. I think the last one, they, I think they kind of got away from it, too, because they picked up big time on, like, um, Mario Kart and Mario stuff, Kart, Yeah, and that's kind of popular. And to be fair, I mean, I'm not mad at that. Like, they added, like, motorcycles and different mechanics to the game that made it pretty awesome. I think Double Dash is one of my favorite. Oh, Double Dash Mario is Kart so versions. good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my two are uh, Body Harvest, which I think paved the way for the Halo series. Uh, Don't yeah, at me. Definitely, let's talk more about that. Yeah, that game was so sick. And then uh, Pokemon Snap, which was a super <laughs> yeah, dope game. We need to talk about that. We need to talk oh. about. I'm sending you a video. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm looking forward to it. And then. Uh, uh, the transfer pack, which was the coolest fucking peripheral that Nintendo, I think, has ever released. I'm sure somebody will have a better one. But I, the transfer pack was like, it paved the way for the Nintendo Switch for me because it like combined the portability of the Game Boy and the power and the home screen of the N64 because it was a peripheral that allowed you to take some of your Game Boy video games, plug it into your N64 controller, and display them on your N64 onto the TV. yeah, that's right. So this is like, this is how I played uh, a lot Pokemon Yellow. I would plug it in when I was at home, and I would play it on the big screen, which was like probably 25 inches at that point. Yeah. Um, but then when I was, you know, the family would do road trips or whatever, I'd take my, and you know, you keep your saves I because it's all in that cartridge. Yeah. I'd take it out and I'd slap it in my Game Boy Color. It was super cool. It was cool. funny. I never did that in 64, but I did it on SNES. Oh, did it? Did it? Oh, it did have that, didn't it? Yep. Oh, shit. All right. Well, I'm I'm wrong. The SNES paved the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you're good. But that's definitely where I, that's definitely where I did it first because... Yeah, I played Pokemon Yellow on. When you said that, I was like, "Holy crap! I forgot about that." <laughs> <laughs> and also, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna pull a fast one on you. My next game, I'm talking about for N64, will yeah. be Pokemon Stadium. Oh hell yeah, dude! I considered doing that. I I forgot about it. I I feel so bad. I spent <laughs> a lot of time because that that was the pinnacle. It was it was the Pokemon Stadium. And then being able to play your Pokemon game and then watching the TV show and then thinking you could like actually get Pikachu to stop being a stubborn asshole and evolve. <laughs> but we all know about that. And you'll find out more about it next time wait, wait. on this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> did, you have, did you have a business you want to shout out? Otherwise, we'll just cut it. <laughs> you know what? We're gonna, we, we shouted it out before, but we're going to do it again just because of... Um, the recent news, Harbor Brewing Company, go out and support them if you can. Buy some beer, always yeah. great. 
Um, support their other locations in Plymouth, Michigan, and at, and Ann Arbor. Oh, sorry, and Ypsilanti, Michigan, um, through Corner Brewery. Yeah, um, or, or if you're in India. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I always keep forgetting about that. Yeah, that's super cool. Um, okay, yeah, support Arbor Brewing because they've got good food. Yes. Um, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pimp out uh, Homes Brewing in Ann Arbor. I can't wait to open their kitchen again. I've heard really great things about them, dude. Uh, I want to be your first. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> Oh, Calvin gets me like this day's Calvin's just like on it and I'm just I love this every time. <laughs> um they, it's some of my favorite Korean food in Ann Arbor because their their Korean wings are fantastic and their uh kimchi sliders are incredible and then they've also got these bulgogi fries that are like a meal in and of itself that sounds um, amazing actually <laughs> yeah um and you know like if you like sour beers they're like the king of sour beers and in my opinion um probably one of the best breweries in ann arbor so. do you want to tell people why they have the name they have uh homes yeah, yeah. so so it's based in uh, sorry you'll find out next time <laughs> on this podcast is for nerds actually no tell them now this is great I want to keep people running back and forth. Yeah, I'm not cutting any of this. Uh, so it's uh, I, I could be wrong, but I, I think it's based off because they're, it's a Michigan brewery and uh, the Great Lakes in Michigan. Um, if you take the first letter from each lake, uh, spell out homes. Yep, that's actually correct. And it's I, when I found that out, that was a very cool concept. Yeah, yeah, and super dope. It says it's open right now. I don't know if yeah, they're... Yeah, their their food is available, I think, because I, I planned on going, not tonight, but at some point this week, and I know they're doing growler fills, so... Well, 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 Mr. Tuttle. Yes. You may be my first very soon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, uh, yeah, support those breweries. Um, and, yeah, uh, stay safe. And let us know what your favorite Game Boy Advance games were. We will find out. We are gonna, we're going to go through all of our friends. Because even if you guys don't listen to this and get back to us, either in time or by the time you figure out about this podcast, you're like, oh, I should have told them when I knew about it. It's fine. We will find out. <laughs> <laughs> Next time <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. In it with the laugh track. It's fine. <laughs>